0: I've been a Jet fan since 1960, which is seven years before I was born. Being a fan of the New York Jets has caused me more heartache and angst than any other
1: single thing in my entire life. Parcells had been saying that there was a plan and that Belichick was gonna take over. We were gonna have the whole Parcells tree like still remain in the Jets' garden.
0: This was finally going to be the time that the New York Jets were going to be led to the promised land by Bill Belichick. From the master to the pupil, from Big Bill to Little Bill, Bill had taken the horse to water.
1: Little Bill was going to make him drink.
0: Due to the various uncertainties surrounding my position as it relates to the team's new ownership, um, I've decided to resign as the head coach of the New York Jets.
1: 24 hours, you don't even run a practice. You don't even look your quarterback in the eyes in 24 hours and you resign by writing, I resign as head coach on a napkin. We don't even mean enough to him to actually write out the words. It would have taken too much effort and energy to actually put in the EAD in head and the OACH in coach. You know, it happened so
0: fast. It felt like you got broke up through a text or something like that. I'll cherish those 24 hours always with Coach Belichick. You know. I'll tell my grandkids about it.
1: Welcome to episode 120, that's 120 for those of you that can't listen to numbers when they're by themselves. Episode 120 of the Garage Guys Fantasy Sports Podcast. We've made it. It's brought to you by Garage Guys Fantasy Sports Patreon page. Get over to patreon.com slash Guys right now. Check out the four tiers that we have and check out Drew Dean's NFL DFS rankings. They're available every weekend. And for those of you losers that still aren't in the fantasy football playoffs, go play DFS and use Drew's rankings, win some money, turn all that losing energy to winning energy, and do that by subscribing to the Garage Guys Fantasy Sports Patreon page, patreon.com slash This episode is also brought to you by Rent From Danny RVs, rentfromdanny.com, rentfromdanny on Instagram, rentfromdanny on Facebook rent from Danny on Twitter. Just follow all of those and then go rent a fucking camper from Danny. Danny's got RVs and he's got travel trailers. He's got all the shit you need to succeed and win in an adventure travel in life and do cool shit. So go rent from Danny. Would you rent from Danny drew?
0: Of course. I'm a Danny boy.
1: We're Danny boys. We're a Danny boy podcast. We're a rent from Danny podcast. We're a garage guys, fancy sports, Patreon page podcast that cause, cause that's our advertisements and that's, how we do things and make money to live life and do things. I'm also going with Danny to the Monday night football game this week, Colts saints. It's going to be epic. I'll have some content up on my Instagram story, probably on Twitter as well. So, you know, you can follow me at garage guy chase everywhere that the internet has places for you to put shit on. Um, and you can follow my, uh, my adventure for Monday night football, I wish the booger mobile still existed because I'm going to be on the sideline on Monday night and I would just harass the shit out of booger and put it on my story. That would be epic. But unfortunately I can't do it.
0: I wish you could tell uh, Br- brisket about Andrew luck being a robot.
1: I wish I could too. I would, I would love to harass Jacoby brisket. Um, I would ask him what his favorite barbecue sauce was 20 times before he persisted to get me kicked off the field um that's one of my favorite things to do i once uh asked A- uh, anthony davis before he left the pelicans what his favorite brand of microwavable macaroni and cheese was to the point that he pointed at me and had me escorted out of the smoothie king center and i documented it it's on twitter if you go way back like like last year you can find the video i did not know this Yes, it happened. I also asked him if he was going to enjoy sipping vino with Braun next year, and he didn't like that either because he thought for some reason that people didn't speculate he was going to the Lakers. So, yeah, um, I love to harass sports people <laughs> sometimes. Not all the time, just sometimes. Um, but, yeah, a lot, lot of show, a lot to talk about. Uh, for one, another, another amazing cold open just explaining Jets' woes Probably the biggest Jets woe when Belichick coached the Jets for a day. Those poor (laughs) Jets, they just – they can't can't get it right. There's so much to talk about. We're going to talk all about that game. Uh, We're going to be talking about the Patriots' crazy Spygate scandal. New Spygate. Is this Spygate 3.0? Is this what we should call it?
0: No, some people are saying 2.0 and some people are not even calling it.
1: I thought we already thing. had Spygate 2.0. Well, maybe we'll know. call it uh, Red, Red, Red Rider BB Gun 2.0. There Spy. you go. There we'll you go. Uh, Belichick and Sabin, The Art of Coaching dropped. I've uh, got some things to talk about that. And then uh, Flashback YouTube Friday. Got a video to review. We'll be up on the Patreon page and everywhere else. And uh, of course, the Week 15 NFL. Sunday Slate rundown to get you ready for your fantasy football semifinals uh, if you're in the, the championship run, or just to chat about DFS players and do what we do best. So big show, episode 120. Um, ready to go ahead and just dive right into the shit. Let's talk about this Thursday Night football game, Drew.
0: Can we do the cold open real quick because I want to ask you one thing about it.
1: okay, let, let's let's talk let's talk Sorry. about this It's okay. I
0: got to talk to you. Um, did you notice in this video how they, I don't know if it was the dude from Mike and Mike, but basically they said that Belichick was, ended up being traded for a stockpile draft picks, right? And one of the most depressing things they said was all these players they drafted ended up like combining for four playoff wins. Yeah. And Tom, <laughs> Tom Brady and uh, Bill Belichick won four playoff games that first year. Or something like that. Something crazy stupid. And it was just like the most depressing statement ever.
1: It's an overall tragedy. Like, um, it just – and it's – it's. I think it's the most beautiful tragedy story in the NFL, um, which gets the acronym just endure the suffering um, because that is basically the life of a Jets fan. Uh, So, of course, uh, I, I couldn't put all four minutes of this amazing video in the cold open. But uh, you can definitely go check it out. I'll do a quick YouTube search for like Belichick Jets. It's like the second video, I think, on there. You'll find it. And if not, if you want to know where the full video is, just hit us up after you listen to this on Twitter, Instagram, wherever, and I'll send you the link to it. And we but, put um, it with the flashback link. We could. Yeah, we could throw it up as the cold open flashback because uh, we just love doing this. This is like our thing now. This is something that's going to keep coming and it's supposed to make them feel better. But when you're the Jets, there's, there's not much out there except for maybe like a quote from like Broadway Joe when they won their first and only Super Bowl back when our grandparents were, were drinking and doing drugs.
0: I just thought about the Aaron Rodgers, my knee,
1: my knee, my knee. knee. I don't know. I, I enjoy it. So, so far we've had Aaron Rodgers. We've had Jason Garrett and now Belichick, Jets, and just sad Jets fans.
0: Don't forget about the um, worst fake punt in history against the Patriots by the um, – who was that? Did the the fake punt?
1: Oh, that was uh, the Colts.
0: Yeah, the Colts. We had to make yeah. them feel better.
1: Yeah, we we did that. That was our first one, actually. Yeah, you're right. But uh, speaking of just worst times, uh, you know, this Jets team this year, there was a lot of great expectations, especially with Le'Veon Bell. For some reason, people thought Adam Gase was a good thing, which I was just like, this is terrible tragedy. Like, this is not going to be good. The only hope that I had was that Adam Gase was just going to say, we're just going to feed Le'Veon Bell a shitload. And it didn't really work out that way either. But, uh, yeah, Le'Veon Bell has been a huge disappointment this year. And I know even he is not happy with his, his, his work and things. And they're already talking about trading him off. But the, the real story about this game is not the Jets at all. It's Lamar Jackson continuing to just do Lamar Jackson shit. And Lamar Jackson broke the rushing record uh, that was set by Michael Vick. Michael Vick came on and uh, congratulated him. Funny story, I actually had somebody tell me today that when Michael Vick came on their television last night, their dog started barking violently. So I don't That's know wild. if that says anything. There's there's some there's some there's some animosity still there with dogs for Michael Vick. So dogs just can tell. Like dogs don't like Michael Vick to this day. Um there's been a lot of forgiveness coming out about Michael Vick. I'm pretty sure he's a changed man by now. I would hope so anyway. Cause I love I love Michael Vick. I love what he what he did when he played in the league and Lamar is just Breaking the bar and breaking barriers now, and uh, is going to continue to do that, which is exciting and amazing to watch. Um, but yeah, he put up uh, hella, hella numbers last night, hella fantasy points. He had he was over forty fantasy points last night, which is just phenomenal shit. If you have a Lamar Jackson, you get to enjoy that. If you don't have a Lamar Jackson, you have to sit back and take it and take it like a man. I'm pretty sure you had to take it in the semifinals in the pro league. Uh, from, from Mike Dempsey. And it's, I'm it's in tough. a 48-point hole. It's going to be hard to overcome. Whew. Yeah, we'll, we'll chat a little bit about that before we get into the rundown about uh, where, where we're standing right now. I know you've got a, a big game this week. I've got a big game myself. And uh, all you guys out there listening to this, you all have big games too, so you need to be hitting us up with your questions. You guys did a fantastic job of hitting us up on Twitter last week um, with, with your questions. And, and I, I know that some of you, we, we helped you win. And I want to continue to do that this week in the semifinals and in DFS. So you know if you've got those questions, you need to be hitting us up at Garage Guy Chase, at Drew Dean. Hit us up together at GGFS Podcast. Just make it happen. But uh, but yeah, this 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 Ravens team is just incredible. They're continuing to do amazing shit. Um, I was a little upset because I thought that Hayden Hurst was gonna get a little bit more action, but Mark Andrews was just the the man that he has been. He has become a true tight end. I would say a top top three tight end this season. Easy.
0: It's been pretty impressive to watch for. He's outside of Lamar Jackson on that team. I don't know who my next guy would be between Andrews and Mark Ingram, but both of them have been impressive. And I mean, Mark Andrews is just—he's the number one receiver and tight end there. He's just he, the number one pass catcher.
1: He's a dog, bro. He's an absolute dog. He's an animal. Um, you know, we we saw some wide receivers get love that we weren't expecting. Like for me, uh, my I think it's a. Uh, I might be saying it wrong, slandering it. Is it Miles Boykin? I think that's right. Yeah, I, he was like $200 on DraftKings and Showdown Slates last night. I, I put him into some of my lineups, and he got that touchdown early on in the game, uh, which, was, which was great to watch, great to see. I was up so high in DFS, and then by the time the game was over, just went to poop town. Um, yeah, didn't Seth Roberts score, too? Just much yeah. of people. Yeah. The, I think that the wildest score last <laughs> night, like Sam Darnold was targeting the shit out of the uh, backup wide receiver from those was uh, promoted from the practice squad, Vincent Smith. He got a shitload of targets in that game. And, like, I was just like, who started this guy? And they were like, oh, well, Demarius Thomas was out, so it was obvious. And I'm just like, are you sure it was obvious, or were you just clicking players because you were cheap? I was like, don't lie to me. So, yeah, a lot of people that played Vincent Smith, they got some decent production. But, of course, Lamar Jackson, if if you have him in your captain spot and you had some of the other guys that got the touchdowns, You I mean, did really well on the the showdown slate last night. Uh, Jamison Crowder was like the high scorer uh, for the Jets. I think he had over 20, maybe close to 30 fantasy points, not 100% on that, but he uh, he did the damn thing for sure. I, did you did you do pretty well in your in your your showdown slates? I didn't play. I was uh,
0: actually at a work event, a little Christmas gathering, so I took the slate off and just did not play. I do want to. I do want to have one comment about Adam GaSe, though, and that's because we love Adam GaSe on this podcast. We love talking about him. I saw somebody point this out. You're gonna love this, Chase. So you know he's the QB whisperer, right? Or he was supposed to be. Yeah. Someone pointed out it's pretty funny that. We're seeing Ryan Tannehill go off for their, with a new coach, and he was like the. That's what Adam Gase was supposed to do, right? Miami was like make Ryan Tannehill a good QB, and then the next year he leaves, and he's going off under a new coach. Just just goes to
1: I don't know Adam Gase. Is I fraud. wouldn't. I wouldn't say he was. I wouldn't say he's a fraud. Um, uh, c- he, come on. he is. Adam Gase is the Good Luck Chuck of NFL coaches. You ever watched the movie Good Luck Chuck?
0: Yeah, I, I've seen it, but.
1: Yeah, so so the plot of Good Luck Chuck is all these women want to get married and, and they can't find love, so they go fuck Chuck and then they find their love and get married. That's what Adam Gase is, and we need to stop dancing around this QB whisperer shit. He's not the QB whisperer. He's the QB fucker and then be great guy. <laughs> so what will happen is this. So, you know, he was at Miami. He coached Ryan Tannehill. He went on to Tennessee. Now Ryan Tannehill is just living the dream in in Nashville, where you're at, just partying it up every night. Just He, he is literally the Tom Brady of Nashville right now, just killing the game, killing life. So now we just got to wait to see where Sam Darnold goes and does the same thing. Adam Gase is good luck Chuck of the NFL, and that is copyrighted. And if you tell that to any of your friends, you tell them you heard it here first. Adam Gase is the good luck Chuck of the NFL. Did you, see, did you see the video of him and Darnold actually arguing on the sideline? Like Sam Darnold's one of like the nicest guys of all time, supposedly. Um, likes to get drunk a little bit and get some mono here and there. He likes the mononucleosis. But The
0: backup QB's face was incredible.
1: Oh, yeah, dude. He was like freaking out. He was like, what? So that's what I'm saying. Like if, if he, he's, he's, he's getting under Sam's skin, Sam's just like, fuck you. Who are you? Go fucking take your crazy cocaine eyes somewhere else, pal. Like, he, he doesn't want to play those games anymore. So, there, there is some things going on. They've already pretty much confirmed Adam Gates is coming back next season. So, we'll see how that goes. Um, but I think it's going to be another uh, – it's, it's either going to be, like, a miraculous miracle year for the Jets next year or just going to be the same shit that we're seeing. My money's on the same shit that we're seeing. Um, and it's, it's going to be a uh, – I, I don't think it could be any worse of a shit show than this year, but it's probably be the same mediocre shit that we've been seeing. And that's what I'm banking on. Um, so, yeah. But the game overall, to, to cap it off, just to make it, just to make it even worse for Jets fans, after a game like that, when you have Le'Veon Bell, Robbie Anderson, and Jamison Crowder lining up like Make-A-Wish kids to go get a signed jersey from Lamar Jackson afterwards like you you got if you're Adam Gage you got to be like what is what is life right now like literally there it's on it's on our twitter page if you go to ggfs podcast you'll see the video like literally like they're just like oh my turn my turn can, can i have one thank you lamar thank you lamar like it's it's crazy man it, they're not even doing jersey swaps they're literally just bringing getting jerseys signed by him just to take home
0: Do you think they're telling him, hey, um, my kid's a huge fan of yours. I need to get this signed. And then secretly they're keeping it.
1: Yeah, they're going home and they're wearing it. They're wearing them. (laughs) They're wearing them. They're pretending. Like, like I'm surprised. Like, Sam Darnold, I got to give him props because he didn't go get one. But if Sam Darnold would have got one, I would have known damn well that night he put it on and he was just pretending. He was playing Lamar Jackson in his house. Like, with some girl that he was making out with. And he was like, I'm Lamar. Let's role play but he didn't do that. So good for him. Uh, good for Sam. And and I really hope Sam Darnold gets a, uh, a good coach, man, or just, or just says, fuck this coaching. I'm going to go and just hang out with Tom Brady all, all summer and I'm going to get good. And then, you know, wouldn't it be some shit if, if Sam Darnold, like th- this is how much I love Sam Darnold. Okay. I really do love Sam Darnold. I love the guy. I want to see him succeed in this league. Um, I think it was, um, uh, one of the girls from Ball Blast Them, uh, the Ball Blast em podcast, said that he's going to be the next Sam Bradford. And it pissed me off because I don't ever want to hear that about a guy that like I just I like a lot. He, this, I don't want this guy to be the next Sam Bradford. Don't put that curse on him. That's, that would, is a big-time curse. Yeah, that's huge. Like That's horrible. Don't say that. How great would it be to see next year – like, let's say Tom Brady gets in the Super Bowl this year. Of course, if he plays Drew Brees, there's no chance in hell we're winning the Super Bowl. Saints will win. Uh, but Tom Brady, let's say he would, the Saints don't go for some reason and the Patriots go again and then they play. Tom Brady retires. How amazing would it be to see the Patriots acquire Sam Darnold and then Sam Darnold just become greatness?
0: That would be epic, especially after that video. We just play here at the start. It would be like round two of that, except instead of a coach, it would be a player.
1: So Right, just endure that suffering. Just keep enduring yeah. it. And, I, and you know, it's hard for me, too, because, like, out of – when I lived in New York and, and I, when I visit New York, like, I rep the Jets. I do. I'm just an underdog guy. I always will be. If I'm in North New York, I'm repping the Bills. If I'm in New York City, you're going to catch me repping the Jets. That's just how I roll, you know. So, I, I still like all their their shit and the Jets and what they, what they are. It's just – I don't know. Like, I, there's something about them that just attracts me, kind of like it is with basketball. When I'm in New York, I'm not really a Knicks guy. I'm more of a Nets guy. Um, I like the uh, the working man teams in New York, as someone once told me. I like the Mets, the Nets, and the Jets. There so, you go. Those are my three teams when I'm in the city, baby. So, yeah, I don't know. Something about it. But incredible game by Lamar Jackson. Breaking records. Uh, they, they even rebooted the old, uh, the, what was it, the Michael Vick experience video when they did that. Nike did that back in the day. Do you remember seeing that?
0: No, not really. I had really? to go back. I'm sure I would once I started watching it. It was like I a would...
1: ride at like an amusement park and like they put you in it and then like it, you you like scroll into like this field and then like the, the kid was like they was moving you all around the field and like he was screaming like ah, and then like he did a front flip into the end zone and then like there's like a, a hologram of like Michael Vick. Well, they just pasted Lamar's face on it. But um, I'm sure everybody has seen it by now, except for you for some reason. So I'll check it out. Do your Twitter homework, Drew. I'll be better. You you did have a busy day. You did have a busy day uh, yesterday. We didn't have a podcast drop on Friday. It is Saturday.
0: Do we want to explain that we're the Crash Boys?
1: We got to explain this. Okay, so I put out there was a technical difficulty. There was a technical difficulty, by the way. We work really hard. Uh, Me and Drew both have day jobs. And then at nighttime, we're constantly having meetings. We're constantly talking. We've got a lot of stuff working up. We're going to be having a couple of big announcements for you guys before the beginning of the year. A lot of exciting stuff happened. But we have been working our asses off. And, guys, just forgive us. I passed out in the fourth quarter of the game. And, uh, and, and Drew did as well.
0: Yeah, I was
1: out. Uh, I, w- <laughs> I mean, once the – I think
0: it was three straight – the three first possessions of the game, the Ravens scored a touchdown, all three of them, and I was like, here we go. This is, I mean, it's over. It's, it's over before it started. So I lasted to about, I think I was at the halfway point or something of the third quarter, and I was,
1: I was out. And for me, when, the, when it got close to the fourth quarter, it was around like, it was like the end of the third, close to the fourth, and it was about nine o'clock. And I said, this game's over with. Um, I, I set my alarm on my phone for 10 o'clock, and I went to sleep. And most nights that I do the podcast, I'm I'm editing this thing. I'm up till close to four in the morning, and then I get up and go to work for, for eight o'clock. So I mean, I, I I I kick kick have to kick ass, and I have to do this because I love the show, and, and 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 I love everything we do. And Drew does the same shit. Like we we stay up late, we get this content out. Drew's writing as well for Roto Baller. Like we're grinding. We're grinders, man. That's what we do. And sometimes, like we, we I, I I can't believe we lasted this long but uh but we had a true just crash like we crashed and so uh so we're, we're getting our schedule back together we're getting things ready but yeah 10 o'clock rolled around my alarm i guess it went off and i slept right the fuck through it woke up at 2 a.m i didn't have a missed call or a text so i figured that drew probably did the same thing we talked this morning and it's exactly what happened but garage fam please forgive us we're sorry we're back it's saturday uh, is a what it was a crash boys experience we're going to make sure that crash boys get better rest so that we can what are the
0: odds both of us on the same night it was just weird
1: yeah and like really honestly like we we literally do like the the sh- that's times that we haven't been able to get the show out like we've really had tech issues like we record this i record this on a very crappy computer great news though somebody's getting a macbook pro next week it's about to be game over no more tech issues for sure so we just gotta make sure that we don't have no more crash issues, and that's uh, that's human body crashing, not or at least
0: alternate crashing. so that the other person can like make sure the other person wakes up. That was the we didn't have. We're supposed to be accountability bodies.
1: Yeah, we we gotta be on the body system, as they say on heavyweights. Body, <laughs> body. We're gonna get it fixed though. But guys, we appreciate y'all waiting. It's Saturday. We're good to go. We're golden, and we love you. And we thank you for loving us for who we are and the shit that we do. Okay, let's talk about this Spygate shit. So I see uh, a couple days ago the Patriots are being investigated for spying on the Cincinnati Bengals. And and I'm telling you, I don't have a whole lot to say about this. You may, because I know you're a Patriots fan, and I want you to be able to thoroughly go through this in any way you see fit. Here's my thing about it. One, you're the Bengals. Two, nobody gives a shit because you've been trash all year long. Three. I don't really think that the Patriots found the Bengals. I think the Bengals had a guilty conscience because they were spying on the Patriots. <laughs> Zach Taylor, I'm watching you. But yeah, Wouldn't that be something if that came out? It would be. I mean, I, I, dude, I really feel like we don't know enough about Zach Taylor. Zach Taylor's quiet, and like we haven't really seen anything because they they've been losing. They're shitty. We don't know this guy yet. You can't trust this Zach Taylor guy. You can't trust him. So you don't know him. So. Be weary that's crazy of the Zach Taylor guy, because he was probably spying the whole time, but he knew that that Roger Goodell would eat it up, so he did it, and now the, all the media went to them, and they were able to run a bunch of people there to continue spying because Dalton has to have every opportunity he can to watch out for them boogeymen because he knows they're coming for him.
0: Zach Taylor's just always a few steps ahead of Bill Belichick
1: yeah, because he's like the greatest like coach of all time. <laughs> <laughs> But no I mean I mean do you do you have anything to add to this or I mean is that it really First of all anybody
0: that has sustained success for this long are going to be heavily criticized for the least bit uh, I'm not saying that justifies if you're one of those people that that think the Patriots have been you know cheaters and and all that stuff then you're going to be this it's going to be the same group that's complaining right now I think it's really really funny that they had the excuse of filming a team documentary and you actually go and you can find the team documentary the first two or three episodes. I didn't watch them, but it's like a legit media piece of the Patriots organization that's doing a documentary on the staff. They just, each episode is different, whether it's scouting or film crew or um, medical staff, whatever. And they happen to like not ask permission to be where they were. And in the background, you can see the sidelines supposedly. And technically if you can see the sideline you can see like what the coaching staff and the hand gestures and things like that um, a lot of people don't know this but it's actually legal to record and record people making hand signals and motions but only from certain angles you can't do it that's why you see coaches with you know when you see like a classic coach view and they have like the playbook or whatever in front of their mouth right because they're blocking people from Getting that recording because because technically you can. It's just you're not supposed to be able to do it from up up above press box, and that's supposedly where the Patriots were doing some filming. Um, I just don't I just don't really believe they were trying to get an edge against Andy Dalton and you know new head coach. But
1: hell no, the other not, the, the argument the
0: argument that man is you'll see people on Twitter that will be like Patriots will do anything to get an edge and. And I guess you're know, not cheating, you're not trying. I don't know, man. And you,
1: and you, know, you know why that is, though? I'm going to play a clip, and we're going to roll right into talking about Belichick and saving the art of coaching. This is why that is. This is an all-time uh, quote or just talk. This, this, this one little 14-second clip that I pulled on HBO, if you haven't watched it yet, go watch it. It is so important. And And I think, you know, after I watched the two bills on ESPN, it was a 30-for-30, 30 30, you know, you see what it takes to be great and you see the work they put in, the hard work, and people are just jealous, man. People are jealous of people like Nick Saban and Bill Belichick because they grind, they're grinders, and they I, I love them to death. I don't give a shit. Like everyone here in Louisiana, like, yeah, LSU's been doing fucking fantastic, doing great. But they hate Nick Saban. And I get that's where rivalries come from and shit like that. But I'm gonna play this one little snippet. This is Nick Saban starting out and then Belichick follows it up. And I love I love this because I use this in my life, and, and I feel like all winners do. And this is it right here. So I'm going to play this, and uh, and then we'll talk about this documentary. You know, one of my favorite sayings is, you
0: know, high achievers don't like mediocre people, and mediocre people don't like high achievers. Yeah, when my expectations are higher than the teams or an individual player's decision, that's not going to work out. I love it. <laughs> Classic bill check at the
1: end. It is. It's not. And it's not. And that's the thing about it. So it it correlates to everything, like every team or every player that, that hate on the Patriots, that hate on Alabama, they're, they're not hating on the team. They're hating on these coaches. And it's because they have a mentality that is so different than most people. They don't reinvent the wheel. They know what it takes to win. And they get they they can do different things to to make it i shouldn 't say reinvent the wheel because they did they do some crafty shit they can come up with some crafty shit on the fly but but they they do man like that's that 's what they 're about and like I said, just i don 't want to ruin the documentary for anybody there's a lot of great uh you know history in that documentary a lot of you know you learn a lot about these coaches and their upbringings and where, where they come from and how similar they were. And, you know, there's even some parts in there that I watch, like, and it almost seems like Belichick looks up to Saban just from some of the, uh, the things that Belichick was saying about Saban. And, you know, you get that admiration from Sabin talking about Belichick, but it just seems more like Belichick was, was phrasing things more like he looks up to Nick. He talks about how he watches Alabama's film constantly like in the off season. And he's not watching it for Alabama, he's watching it to see what Nick is doing. And he and it even showed where Bill Belichick has brought some plays that Nick Saban has made for Alabama and brought them into the NFL for the Patriots. It's wild.
0: Yeah. The best uh you know, the best coaches and the best not even coaches, just in business and life, replicate the gold standard and try to find ways to improve it or at least bring it into your system. I mean it happens everywhere.
1: So, I mean, uh, let, let's sell this now. Like, I already know probably what your take's going to be, just from watching this. Though, I mean, it's almost like like Saban is God and Belichick is Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's it's way I it's way. Watched, it seems.
0: I so I haven't watched all. Of it. I've just seen a few clips of it. Um, and first, I want to say this real quick. How many times does Belichick that last piece there where he says like you know, if somebody's individual expectations or team expectations are not up to his, you know, his standard, you know, they, it's not going to work out. How many times do you think he's just been thinking about that and cut somebody? Like that might be the reason behind why he cut Josh Gordon, for all we know, because no one dude, can figure dude, out why.
1: It's facts, man. Like you look back, I can't remember the name of the player, but like he was bitching and complaining, and he sent his ass to the Browns. That was like three. It was years Jamie ago.
0: Collins? And he's back yeah. on the team now.
1: Yeah, he sent him to the Browns, and it's like That's my
0: boy, Jamie Collins is from Southern Miss.
1: Yeah, he don't like dude, Belichick don't fuck around. I mean, you gotta be that way in life, dude. You gotta when you got a vision and you've got a goal, like you have got to hone that shit and you gotta say, okay, this is how it is, and I'm not gonna entertain any bullshit. Like when you got a destination you're trying to reach, you don't fuck around with that. And that that can play into coaching a football team, that can play into owning a business, that can play into just, you know, just your your everyday psyche, man. Like yeah. I would, I would pay money to spend a day with them two guys. For sure.
0: Who wouldn't man? It's i uh, am I'm, I'm looking forward to watching the rest. It's one of those things. When I watch it, I want to be locked in. I don't want to be on my phone distracted. So I'm going to, it's funny some because, time aside.
1: and I'm going to tell everybody. So when we crashed the other night and I woke up at two o'clock in the morning, what do you think I did? Well, I already, I had five hours of sleep on me, which is more than I get usually in a night. And I you came home on. three o'clock in the morning. I watched it and then I fell back asleep for a couple more hours where I had to get up and go to my day job. So yeah, it's uh it was, it's fresh off the, uh, the mind. And uh, we had a, What was your a- question though?
0: You had a question and I went a different direction with it on the comment. You oh, just something- like,
1: yeah. Like, I mean, for you, I was like, who's the goat? Like I said, like, obviously, like, I feel like Savin is God and Belichick is Jesus. I mean, I feel like with save Saban's obviously, uh, I think they're, they're either close to being tied for championships. They are tied for. I can't remember the exact amount, and I don't have it pulled up in front of me right now. But um, it's almost like Saban. I feel like, like between the two of them, like I lean more towards saying like Sabin's the goat.
0: Yeah, I don't. I don't think it's even close. And this is definitely like I'm taking out my bias. The Patriots. It's definitely Billichick, and it's not. It's just it's just the pro level versus the college level to me. I mean, if you if you go count all the games that Alabama's won and you look at the roster and the recruiting, every time outside of a few, the Alabama's by far the more talented group. The disparity in college football, I mean, you see forty point favorites, fifty-point favorites, you see crazy things in college football. And it just makes it I mean, that most times, even if Nick Saban's not even on the sideline. The They're going to win the game, and I think that just makes it much more impressive that what Patriots have done and Belichick's done. You know, they've been in defensive teams. They've had no offensive weapons. They've had a lot of offensive weapons and not a defense. They just have done it so many different ways. They've done it with a run-heavy offense. They've done it with strictly shotgun. It's, it's just been a crazy, crazy run, and I respect Nick Saban. Both of the guys are top of their class, but to me, it's, it's more of the professional sport versus college sport aspect that gives me the that's, – that's my uh, that's my argument.
1: You serve a good point. And, and if you couldn't tell, like, I was already hesitating to say that Saban was the GOAT because the more you talk, the more I do realize, like, you know, when, when you're in college, you're getting kids that are easily moldable. They're young. They haven't really figured things out yet. So it's a little bit easier to kind of brain train them. And then when you're in getting the pro level, you're playing with the, you know, there's only 32 teams, the best of the best, and you're training grown men that are already pretty much kind of like molded. I mean, there's still a lot of room for growth. A lot of them are coming in their early 20s. They're still, you know, we're, we're both in our late 20s and there's still room for us to grow as far as mm-hmm. learning. So it's, uh, you know, that never stops, but it, it definitely is. And I see your point. But let, let let's just go ahead and say this, and let let's agree. Let's let, if we can both agree on this, there is room for there to be two goats at the top of the mountain, and they are the two goats.
0: Yeah, you yeah, got two different two different sports, technically. Well, not really, but same sport, <laughs> but different leagues. So, I would like yeah. to see Saban come back and like get that you know, the NFL arguing against want Satan. him back yeah. in
1: the NFL. So I, bad, dude. So bad. He dude.
0: won't do it. He's in too much of a dream situation. And
1: I, I really, I really think he might though. Like, I mean, I think that like, everybody's like saying, Oh, he's not, he's done. He he's finished with, uh, you know, he's, you know, Alabama sucks, this and that. I mean, yeah, they've had injury. They lost to, uh, I think that the way that they think, though, he's not done. He's going to come back next year, and he's going to win it. Like, that's the way that's, that they think. That's the way they're wired. But How many times has Belichick got that far and lost and then came back and dominated? You know yeah. what I mean? He's going to be just fine. Yeah, he's, they, they are completely fine, but they, they did have the moment. And we, I know we got, we got to move on. we got to get to the Sunday slate rundown. I just want to say one more thing. They were showing back when he went to Miami, and they were talking about when he was in the AFC with Bill. The record between the two coaches were two and two. And, you know, that was when uh, Saban had Jason Garrett as an assistant. And, uh, you know, like, just imagine if if Nick Saban would have gotten Drew Brees to Miami like he wanted, I really, truly think he would still be in the NFL today and the AFC East would be the powerhouse of the NFL. And every year, almost – there would be some – of course, there's some great teams that have came through in the past year since Saban left where one of them would have gotten beat out. But you could just about bank if they would have got Drew Brees that pretty much every year we either saw the Miami Dolphins or the Patriots like in the AFC championship. It's facts.
0: Yeah, that would have been exciting little twist there to see how that would have played out in an – An alternative universe, you know?
1: If Nick Saban comes back to the NFL, he has to go to the NFC. He has to. Because then we could truly get the Super Bowl almost every year of Saban and (laughs) Belichick. People will go insane. People will go insane. At least for like three years and then retire. At least so we could get three years of that.
0: All the unhappy people in the world that, like, hate Saban and Belichick, they would just be miserable if that happened, like, three consecutive years.
1: I would not. I would love every minute of it. And, like, dude, I probably – whatever team Saban went and coached for, I would have their gear And whatever team Belichick. I mean, obviously, dude, I'm at the point in my life now where after you do a fantasy football podcast for two years, you you lose your bias. Like, I still love the Saints going to be wrong, but, like, dude, I like it. almost every team. There's a couple teams except for the Falcons. Um, the
0: Rams, you hate the Rams.
1: And, yeah, the Rams. I mean, I, I could see myself possibly getting a Rams jersey. Uh, the only Falcons jersey I would ever own would be the Deion Sanders throwback. That would be it. What about a Mike? And a Mike Vick. And a Mike Vick. I would own well, a Mike Vick. I was Mike about Vick. to say Mike Vick. So, I can't say that I hate every team, I guess, because there's players that I like. I don't know. Maybe the team yeah. itself. I, I just I love the NFL, man. I love the NFL. Just fucking love the NFL. That's what it boils down to. All right. So before we get to the rundown, last thing, flashback YouTube Friday. Everyone should remember this video. Um, It was iconic. It was published October 16th of 2010 by a woman named Alonia, a.k.a. Nani, a.k.a. The Sitting on the Toilet Girl. About one year ago, she made this video in her own personal bathroom on her own personal time, LOL it was posted on youtube as a prank by her brother alonzo chadwick and she had no idea and it went viral no it it toilet. it
0: No, it
1: She's sitting on that toilet. Sitting on toilet. She's sitting on that toilet. Sitting on toilet. Taking a boo-boo. Sitting on toilet. Taking a doo-doo. Sitting on, toilet. sitting on it, girl. Sitting on it. Sitting on, toilet. Sitting on it real hard. Sitting on toilet. Better get the toilet paper. Yeah, flush. Now flush. Fucking incredible.
0: I didn't realize the piece about somebody posting that. as a prank.
1: It was a prank. And it was, it's written in the bio. You can check it out. It'll be on the Patreon page. If you have never seen Sitting on a Toilet, you just heard Sitting on a Toilet, and you just got the exclusive Sitting on a Toilet Garage Guys remix because I just threw in my own little, little ad-libs there through the whole You thing. were feeling it? I was, man. I was. 100% random. Shout out Alania, a.k.a. Nani, a.k.a. Sitting on a Toilet Girl. The world would not be the same without you in life. Check it out on our Patreon page. The link will be posted. Or just YouTube search sitting on a toilet and enjoy it. All right. It is officially time for the week 15 Sunday slate rundown. We've had a good talk, Drew. I'm glad we had it. Garage fam, hope you enjoyed it. But it's time to get down to business. It's time for the nitty gritty. It's the semifinals in fantasy football this week. Literally, you got to get through this game if you're going to win your championship. Uh, for those of you that are playing DFS, we got you covered through the rundown. But let's go ahead and talk about uh, where we're at right now in the semifinals. I am actually competing in two leagues in the semifinals, the Baller League uh, with some of the riders from Baller and the Sirius XM Independence Day Invitational. Um, I'm playing against Ken Zales, and then in the roto baller league, I'm going up against a team that actually has no name to it. So it's just, uh, just got a normal team name. I might have to do some more research and figure this out. I should probably know more of this, but, uh, but you on the other, are you, you're actually in two as well, Correct.
0: Yeah, so I'm in the playoffs in all my leagues but one. Um, but my two big ones are the 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 pro league here. We have the garage guys who I'm playing, Mike Dempsey in the semifinals, and then my main league I've had for years and years, the one that we that I just have in my main friends. They um I'm in the finals in that. So we do two week playoff system. Four four teams make the playoffs, and you you have two weeks aggregate score. And so I'm in the championship game there. Unfortunately, I'm playing Lamar Jackson in one of those. Which yeah, is you sucks. got
1: you got you're playing against Dempsey in the pro league with Lamar, so you're already in the hole 45. But hey, you know what? There, there's still a chance you can still pull out, and, and that goes for all of you Garage Fam listeners out there. There is still a chance if you're in the semifinals, like we told you in the beginning of the show, you know to hit us up this week, hit us up all day today on Saturday, hit us up Sunday morning. We'll be up bright and early, we be ready to answer your questions. We got your back, and we love you. And, uh, and we, we got to grind this out, man. We're going to do this. We're going to win. We're going to win. Me and you both, we're going to win this week. It's happening, Drew. Are you ready for this? Do you believe a, in yourself?
0: I'm excited, and I benched Le'Veon Bell in two leagues, so I'm happy with that.
1: Good job. Do you believe in laugh after love, as Cher once said? <laughs> Let's sing it together. Do you believe in laugh after love? All right, that's enough of that.
0: Sorry, I bet I, I screwed you over there.
1: You did. You were supposed to sing it. But look, all right, it, no nobody cares about singing. Everybody's like, okay, guys, let's go ahead and talk about this. So let's dive in. Jets-Ravens is over. You can't do anything about those points. What you can do is make good decisions. We're here to help you, and here we go. Let's kick it off the day games. Patriots at Bengals, Spygate 2.0 game. We're going to really find out if the Patriots are spying on the Bengals and it's probably going to look like they were because they're going to completely whoop the shit out of the Bengals in Cincinnati. It's coming. It's going to happen. Uh, Andy Dalton has no chance in hell against this defense, and we both know it. If anybody is playing Andy Dalton this week, you must like have like some really shitty um, type of prize for your league and must really want to lose real bad.
0: Yeah, I don't think we have to talk too much about this one. I think the Patriots will will bounce back and handle them, handle the uh, the Bengals. And I don't really have much fancy interest in the Patriots, even though I think they'll they'll win easily. The only the only guy I've been saying this every week until the Patriots figure out who they are and, and who's gonna be their main receivers. The only person I'm really interested in is Edelman. And this is yeah. a good chance for Sonny Michelle, but I don't I don't want to guess. I don't want to guess on running backs.
1: Yeah, it's – it's yeah, the running back game, you just – you got to be careful with. I will say this much. um, You know, Edelman, you know, he's speculative. The knee and the shoulder injury, you got that and everything. But it's just like at this point, you got to start him. You know what I mean? Unless he's ruled out come Sunday morning, you got to play him. Uh, The only other wide receiver – I will say this, and I'm putting this up there. This is a hunch that I have. So, take it as a hunch. It could be great. I know it's not time to fuck around and play games. Could be great. Could be bad. I'm I'm really liking some Philip Dorset this week. I think that Dorset is going to have a great game. I think he's going to be a high scorer. Definitely going to have him in some DFS. Be on the lookout. Be I don't hate the lookout.
0: call. I don't hate the call at all. I think one of the one of the other receivers will step up. I just don't want to guess at who it is. I have no problems with you taking that shot on him over, over the other guys. So
1: Okay, beautiful. So that's Patriots Bengals. Uh, the next game that is sure to either be a complete shit show or a fantastic uh, appearance by the Buccaneers is the Bucks playing the Lions. Um, so as we know, Jameis Winston is probably going to keep doing Jameis Winston things, but you got to start him this week. You have to, he's going to get those interceptions and then he's just going to bounce right back and just kill the game. The main thing to note is Mike Evans is done. There is no Mike Evans. So, this is where you got to make that call. Obviously, Chris Godwin is going to be covered like a mofo because he's really all they got. And I still think that he can probably have a decent day out there. But these other two guys, where you're really having to look at working your waiver wire, you're having to make those choices and those tough decisions. You know, you got Rashad Perryman on one end, and then you got this other cat that's just rolled out. We talked about him last week. He actually had a decent game. He's somebody that people have been kind of looking at, and that's Justin Watson. And if you listen to last week's uh, show when we were doing the recap, I actually like Watson over Perryman. And you don't seem to agree with that, or didn't agree with that at the time. Has anything changed since Monday's episode?
0: No, uh, more of a Perryman guy.
1: So you're so you're Perryman. You're going with old man Perryman.
0: He's yeah, he's twenty six. Okay.
1: Old man Perryman age
0: that, is just that, a number that makes me and you older than
1: him age is just a number <laughs> it is but it is a number and statistical data does state that we are older than him as dude we're probably older than a lot of people in the league I don't want to talk about it let's not uh so yeah just look start your bucks in this one I don't think bling Blau is going to be doing a whole lot of of of, of anything um, I think that he's just kind of going to play this mediocre game. We we could see some action though, because I don't you do. mind the Bucks D. Yeah, the, you, but you have to think that like this is one of those staged games. I don't know. I feel like every week that I've been calling staged games, like they just like don't happen. There there, there have been some that I've called correct, but th- this doesn't feel like one of those games. Let, let's be honest, this does feel like a total domination of the Bucks.
0: We'll see. It's um, I think it's a home game for the Lions. The spreads four points, so that kind of kinda of puts it a at a close game. I wouldn't I wouldn't hate the idea of firing up some Bucks defense and see if they can get a couple of interceptions or sacks, but mainly wanting to attack this Lions defense, which has just been struggling the whole second half of the season. So t- play your Bucks and then outside of Galladay, you're really not not playing your
1: your Lions. So so we start our buck we start our we start our, our bucka. Buccaneers. I, I could have said something that would have been probably really bad to say. Um, that we used to call the Bucks back in the day before um, before people got really offended at words. Um, but yeah, <laughs> so I'm I'm pretty sure you knew where I was going with that. Yep. Uh, but yeah, so we'll leave it there. But yeah, just start your Bucks. That's the what I'm looking at on this one. Texans, Titans. Now this is what's been pissing me off. With all right, let's go ahead and talk about this this game. Uh, everyone is now just getting hot on Tannehill and it's pissing my grits because I've been on the Tannehill train. You know, this, I've been using Tannehill. The, the reason that I'm in the playoffs in the Baller league is because I have Tannehill. He kills the game every week, been killing it. Him and AJ Brown just been doing great things. Um, now everybody's so hot on Tannehill that people are saying like, Oh, watch Tannehill tank this week against the Texans. And I really hope that doesn't happen. I'm going to say it doesn't happen. I'm going to say it's another good week for Tannehill. I don't see any decline. Tannehill's aiming for them playoffs. They're trying to sneak in. And if they can get this win this week, it happens. And guess where they're playing the game? Mexico City. You would have been right if the field wouldn't have been so bad. But, unfortunately, they're playing in Nashville. Um, and, (laughs) And you know what? If I were you on Sunday, I would be tailgating this game. I would be excited. I would probably go to this game if I were you.
0: But then I'm not able to help all these garage, garage guys. The
1: yeah. Garage guys. You, we can, you can do it early in the morning and then just drive up the street. You, you don't live far from the stadium.
0: I don't. I'm very close.
1: Yeah, you don't live far. Just drive up the road. Just, you know, just do your thing. Like, look, this is the beauty of it. I'm going to Colts Colt Saints on Monday night. So you, you got to at least attempt to go to Titans, Texans. Will, will you promise that you will, you will try to think about possibly going?
0: Yeah, I'm not going because I'm probably going um, to the game against the Saints.
1: Yeah, well, we we all. We're, I mean, I'm going to be in Nashville next week. We're we're going to be doing a show in the same room. Is that next Incredible. week? That's next weekend. Wow, I'm going to be this, in I'm going to be in the Nashy Nash baby.
0: This year's really flown by.
1: It's it's flown by. It's it's flying by like me flying on an airplane in Nashville next weekend. It's going to be it's first be- time in Nashville, right? First time in Nashville, baby. It's going to be excellent. I've heard a lot of great things about Nashville. Super excited. I'm going to finally get to go get my John U. Smith jersey. Um, Really excited about that for the most part. I'm, I'm definitely leaving with a Titans jersey. I'll put it to you like that. Man. After the Saints beat
0: to You have to definitely get either a Jonu or who else do you always like? I think you'd be a Jonu or a Tannehill for sure for you.
1: Yeah, it would have to be Jonu or Tannehill. Like, I don't want to go the normal route of getting the Derrick Henry jersey. Um, If the only other one that I could probably see myself getting would be like a Taylor Lee Wan jersey. Got to love him. His personality is top notch.
0: You're a big fan. I'm
1: a big fan of that guy. Love that guy dude uh dude does epic shit but yeah titans Tannehill, derrick henry love it texans you got to think deshaun watson has another spectacular performance in this game this is an afc south divisional game they're fighting to uh to to take reign of the playoffs you know you got to make sure that that you start him up you can't not start him um but who's going to be the receiver this week man did do we go the traditional d hop route with this or, or do we maybe look into a uh, into to, to somebody else that could step up? Maybe a uh, maybe somebody at the tight end position that might do a little damage this week. Because I mean, obviously we know that Will Fuller's questionable with that hamstring. It's a possibility. If he's in, then I want Will Fuller all day over D Hop. But then again, I look at the tight end position and I'm thinking we might see some some tricky Fells action going on.
0: Yeah, I don't, I don't know if Fuller's going to play, but I like both guys, honestly. I think it's going to be some scoring in this game. I like Tannehill, and I like Deshaun Watson, so I think the weapons are in full force. I don't really like the run game for the Texans, so give me Deshaun Watson. I'm going to pair him with, with Hopkins some, and then obviously I'd, I'd be willing to pair him with Fuller as well. I'm looking for a Fuller status right now. Did you see one?
1: Uh, Will Fuller yeah it's uh, he's questionable with the hamstring that's what we got right now so far nothing okay. saying that he's out so just keep a close eye on it but if he is playing I'm playing Will Fuller got to um, and he, I love your take about Carlos Hyde against the Titans I, I'm not really big on this I think if anybody's gonna do it it's Duke Johnson um, and in this next game we're going to talk about, I'm going to talk about one player that I am starting this week. I'm excited to start. Somebody that I haven't started. And this is going to be the most ballsiest start of the playoffs. But I'm doing it. Let's talk about Broncos Chiefs. Fire up Royce Freeman. Fire him up. What's the – give me your thoughts. Okay. Everyone's expecting Philip Lindsay to do things. And I'm not saying he won't. But you got Drew Locke in there now. Okay. Drew Locke's been locking it up. He's been making things happen. I think they're going to give this Chiefs team a run for their money. But for some reason, it almost seems like magic is just in the air at Arrowhead for some reason. And I just feel this, this feeling. There's nothing I can put behind it, man. But I, I just think that we're going to get two touchdowns out of Royce Freeman on Sunday. I feel it. We're going to get up to the goal line. Drew Locke's going to do his thing. Noah Font's another great start on the Broncos. He's kind of their guy. Um, This is going to be a tight end duo, tight tight end duo matchup. Travis Kelsey, Noah Font, great games. Uh, Patrick Mahomes, great game. I think this has the big potential to be a huge shootout. But I just see these goal line carries going to Royce Freeman this week. I feel it, man. It's a feeling. Call me crazy. I'm loving Royce.
0: Not too much interest for me in this game from the Broncos side. I think you're, you're, the, the tight ends are where you want to go. He seems to be going away from Cortland Sutton and more of a tight end guy for Locke. Um, I'll stay away from the Freeman take. I just you know don't don't hate it. It's, not, it's, it's not ballsy.
1: It's ballsy.
0: The Chiefs defense for deserves a little bit of credit. They've been playing much better since we have been bashing them earlier this season. Rightfully so. Um, this will be a really interesting game to watch for me, just because just if Drew Locke plays really well again, I think we have to start taking him pretty seriously.
1: Yeah, I mean, like, dude, this, this is like John Elway's, like, way out. This is his ticket to say, like, I told you so. You know, we took this guy, and here he is. He's here. So, I mean, that's my thing with it. It's just like, you know, the, this Broncos team has what it takes. They could possibly make it happen. Um, got to keep an eye out for uh, Damian Williams. He is questionable. If he does play, I, I don't think that he would be ba- a bad option at all. The Broncos are pretty decent, though covering uh, covering up the run. But we could see they're running that,
0: actually like the Patriots. Man, they just they just move them in and out, and you yeah, don't to usually get the action. I, I'm, I'm staying saying that
1: this, this Chiefs Patriots thing is what it is. But I'm just saying, if you don't have anybody else and that's your only option there, you got to do something. Like if if it if it wasn't for me having Royce Freeman. And Carlos Hyde in the same league, I'd have to go with Hyde. You know, so if it's if that's like your your last resort, that's your only thing you have, and you gotta at least fire up one of them. Same way it's been with me with Sony Michelle, you know, this year until I finally just pulled the plug completely and like just maybe started a couple of games where I didn't have anybody in there whatsoever. I've actually had one week where I started like nobody. So just saying <laughs> keep an eye out. Royce Freeman is my hot take boy of the week to lead you into the championship in fantasy football. So keep your eyes and ears peeled. Let's talk about another, sh- let's talk about a quick shit show game. Um, Dolphins giants. Eli Manning is starting again. What he did with Darius Slayton last week was incredible. Nothing short of incredible on Monday night football. Got to give him all that credit there. Darius Slayton was somebody that I was just like over the moon about in DFS because I started him up in a lot of different places. So got to love that. If you start him in a captain spot, you got like over 50 fantasy points, which was epic. I don't think he's a bad play again this week. I'm playing Darius Slayton, the man that is a rookie that also – is an old man at the same time. He's the oldest-looking rookie I've ever seen. If you follow me on Twitter, you saw my tweets earlier this week. The man looks like he has a pair of New Balance 990s in the closet and a straight-up subscription for, like, five years for Field & Stream. He's he's got a total dad face going on. This dude rocks half-cut socks at the grill.
0: Yeah, I saw your tweets. It was was pretty funny. Uh, It's true, though. Hey, I have to give myself some credit here. Slayton was one of the guys I was on really early told people to pick him up from the waiver. And I also – I just have him in a lot of leagues. So, I wanted to ask you this while we're on the topic. I have him currently starting in the Garage Guys League.
1: Oh, yeah. And
0: I have him over Joe Mixon. I got Joe Mixon on the bench.
1: Ooh, hot. Everybody's been riding the hot hand with Joe Mixon lately, but it is the Patriots, so.
0: I'm just not going to do it. I got – That's why we didn't talk about him. Tell me which two to play. Darius Slayton, Cortland Sutton. Joe Mixon, pick two. This is for my two flex spots.
1: Man, I'm gonna be real with you, bro. I'd have to. I don't really like Cortland at all this week. I'm gonna have to say Joe and Slayton. What about Patrick Laird? I don't even want to fuck with that. It is the Giants. It is the Giants, but that's a huge. That dude, that's really like rolling the dice. Like that's like that's like. You're down See, to I think he's the safest owner, option because right?
0: they just don't have running backs. Like he's, he's. I think he has a low ceiling, high floor.
1: Yeah, I mean, dude, I don't know. If you're feeling it, you got You got to trust the gut at the end of the day.
0: I'm going to go Boomer Bus because he has Lamar Jackson. So I'm going. I'm going Darius Slayton for sure. Yeah, Darius has to be a play.
1: Yeah, I just don't really like Cortland this week, man. I, I don't think that Cortland, like I said, like you, you said it yourself. Locke has proved to be more of a tight end guy. So, I, uh, I'm i kind of sliding away from that. But, yeah, if I had to choose Slayton and Mixon, those are going to be my two guys out of your guys that you have. But, um, dude, th- this Giants-Dolphins game could really go either way. It really could. If I had to take my guess on it, I think that the Dolphins end up winning this game, and Fitzpatrick has another great day.
0: Will Fitz magic?
1: Yeah, I think the magic's going to come out. I think Eli's going to – be decent he's going to get some things done but I don't see this being a crazy ass game but watch it be one of the craziest ones of the day
0: yeah they've had a lot of shootouts um the Dolphins games frustrating last week that they were so many field goals and it didn't happen for us but make sure you're monitoring the uh news I'm pretty sure Devontae Parker is going to be out I think technically this is doubtful right now but
1: Yeah, big reason why I didn't bring up his name. He has been listed as doubtful. I've been seeing that all over Instagram, on the NFL page, reading about it everywhere. Um, He's got that concussion to deal with. Albert Wilson's got another concussion. So, I mean, that really opens up the floor for these receivers. Um, You got Alan Hearns is really going to probably be your main guy if uh, Wilson or Parker doesn't start. So.
0: Very disappointing for Devontae Parker and Devontae Parker owners because they had a, a dream stretch here. If you had him in the playoffs, he had the Jets, the, then the Giants this week and the Bengals the next. So that just really sucks.
1: So let's be real here. Patrick Laird might not be a bad play because of if these two guys do sit, they're going to have to do something. They're going to have to lean a little bit heavier on that run game.
0: Yeah, and they have like the worst offensive line. They, I mean, there's been so many games this year if you open up the box score for the Dolphins. You'll see their running backs have, like, 12 carries for one yard total. It's unbelievable that they're still – like, Fitzmagic still moving the ball despite no rushing game. But he's a really big um, – big-time, like, pass catcher out of the backfield. So, maybe they'll just do a lot of, you know, shotgun handoffs and then some dump downs to him. So, it, it's not the worst play. I want to do a little research to see who's going to be the receivers besides – besides Hearns. I don't know if you know that, but I think they got to
1: – I haven't uh, looked that deep into it, but look, let's just be real. Let's, 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 let's end this game real quick on a real note. <laughs> and let's just go ahead and say the number one play of this game is obviously Saquon Barkley. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Saquon tears it up, baby. If you got Saquon, fire him up. He, is the- he, he really needs the- to
0: – he needs to go off after this year.
1: He will go off. He he knows it's the fantasy football semifinals. He knows he's got people that he can't let down. He's about to go TF off. Saquon, fire him up. Eagles-Redskins. NFC East divisional poo-poo game. Um, Eagles win this one easy. Um, actually, I don't know. I want the Redskins to win this game. But my Eagles are going to win. Eagles are going to win. And – now that Alshon Jeffrey is out for the, for the rest of the year, you got a lot of craziness going on. Obviously, we saw Boston Scott do the damn thing. Boston Scott's been one of the hottest pickups this week, especially with Jordan Howard possibly being not playing. Miles Sanders is there. They're going to still use that two-back set. So, Boston Scott could be a really hot pickup for you. But Love the name. Look, we, we saw J.J. wide whiteside catch a couple of passes, and you guys know how I like me some Jaw. I want to see this guy do great things. He didn't have a lot of fantasy points. I think he had like four fantasy points um, in that in that game um, against the uh, against the, uh, the the Giants the other night on Monday Night Football. But Jay Jaw could get some more action. We also got what is it, Gary Clark? Probably not Gary Clark. That's a blues singer. Um, but Clark Jr., I don't even know his first name. That's how much I've been paying attention to these damn Eagles. Carson Wentz did the damn thing against the Giants, though. So it tells me he could probably do the damn thing against the Redskins, too. Zach Ertz.
0: Yeah, Zach Ertz is hopefully teams get smarter and just start triple covering this dude. I don't know why the Giants couldn't do that. It's really, it was insane with how many injuries they had at receiver. They couldn't prioritize Ertz. I kind of like uh, Dallas Goddard. Um, basically they're going to be playing two tight ends the whole game. So if you can pick him up off the waiver, I'm pretty sure he's going to be already owned in most leagues, but some smaller leagues he's, he might be out there. Um, Of course, someone's going to need bodies to throw it to, and they'll use a lot of miles Sanders. Like you said, And Boston Scott's become a trendy name and it's uh, outside of those guys. I don't really want,
1: I don't want to take a chance on these receivers. Facts. Usual suspects for the Raven, for the Redskins, um, Terry McLaurin, I got Adrian Peterson. Um, this team's just gross. Yeah, poo-poo. Seahawks, Panthers. So this is one. I think Chris Carson's going to go apeshit. I'm excited to start up some Chris Carson this week. Um, like it a lot. How you feeling about the Carson?
0: I mean, you have to love it with the penny news. It was, you were just, if you were a Carson owner, you were just starting to get a little nervous because it was turning into a split black, split backfield. And Penny was actually looking better than Carson. And then he goes down with injury. And Obviously we want him to be healthy, but if you're a Carson owner, you're probably pretty pleased with, with how it's going to shake out because they're not going to be just given a ton of carries to CJ precise. You know what I mean? It's nice. not, I don't think that's going to happen.
1: So this is going to be a really quick one, too, because there's really only, you know, Chris Carson is that one guy that I'm loving. You know, the wide receiver game, you can kind of leave that up in the open. If you've got some of those guys, you got to play who you got. Obviously, usual suspects like Tyler Lockett. But this Panthers side of the ball, there's one player you got to watch. The Seahawks is horrible against the tight ends. Greg Olson has a concussion still. Don't really know if he's going to play. You got to keep an eye on that close. But if he doesn't play, you've got to start Ian Thompson. Ian Thomas is a must play. If Greg Olson is out, the tight end position, the Seahawks cannot cover to save their fucking lives. You have to yeah, even start. Yeah, he's right? not
0: like a guy that's just like a, a normal backup that you're just plugging in and playing. This guy, when he has actually played, has been really good. He's got some talent. So just remember that it's not. You know, you sometimes you see people praising a backup tight end that's now thrust into a starter or just some scrub. This is not the case here.
1: No, this is no Scrub. We don't want no Scrubs. This isn't a TLC no song. Scrub is a guy that can't get no love from me, hanging out at the passenger side of his best friend's ride, trying to <laughs> holler at me. That's right. I know TLC. <laughs> I'm, down, I'm down with the kiddos. <laughs> but, yeah, Kyle Allen should have a great game, and Christian McCaffrey as well. Um, and if I had to pick one receiver, it's DJ Moore this week. So rock and roll with it, if you will. Uh, we got the uh the best rivalry in the NFL, according to uh Bears and Packers fans. The Bears and the Packers in Green Bay. Uh it's always an entertaining, fun game. Mitch Trubisky becomes human again. Aaron Rodgers goes ape shit. Um his knee. Uh maybe. Nah, that's not gonna happen. But Khalil Mack is gonna be on his- <laughs> I will say that. He's coming after that knee again. He wants to see. Uh, Aaron Rodgers uh, fucked up on opiates just as bad as the rest of America. So, get ready. The Bears' defense is going to be in full force. Um, but I still think the Packers ultimately will end up on top. It is a Jamal Williams week. Chris, Stop. Week. If you have Aaron think... Jones, hold the phone.
0: I don't I promise like you, don't won't like regret you it. now.
1: You won't regret it. If you have Aaron Jones, hold the phone. Don't torture yourself in the semifinals. And if I'm talking to you right now, listen to me, take warning, heed what I'm saying. No Aaron Jones this week. Don't do it. Don't do it.
0: I'll be uh, firing up Aaron Jones this week. There's no way you can, there's no way you can bench, you can bench Aaron Jones.
1: I'm going to, I'm going to pray for you, man. I'm going to pray hard for you. This is Jamal Williams week. They're going to get crap.
0: You very well could be right, but you can't, you can't bench Aaron Jones.
1: All right, well, you 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 actually can. I've I've done it before. You can do it. It may not if work you're out. You're like in your benching
0: favorite. Aaron Jones, you better have a loaded roster.
1: Just pray about it. That's all I'm saying. But uh it should be a good game. Uh Aaron Rodgers going to have fun. Going to have points. All right.
0: Aaron Jones or a Chiefs running
1: back if you if you had to choose. Mm, probably go with the a Chiefs running back. Oh, my God! Mhm. That's where I'm at with it, dude. I'm telling you it's Jamal Williams, if, or if you can go get Jamal Williams, play Jamal. I'm telling you i' I'm, I'm really good at these at the when i when I make my picks where it's going to be one or the other. you know how I roll, bro. I ain't been wrong. I have not been wrong all season.
0: Is that true for every team?
1: yeah every every I, I've only done Diggs or Thielen or Jones and and Williams, and I've been right every time. You've
0: never called Jamal Williams, right? This is the first time. I have
1: time. I have called Jamal Williams actually, and I was correct.
0: How long has the Williams Jones one been going?
1: Uh probably about four weeks now. Man. I've definitely called Jones more than I've called Williams, but no, I haven't I mean, called that's, Williams that's, before. You're right. It's been about
0: three or four weeks because 'cause it's been ever since basically Thielen's been out. So this
1: is my most impressive run on calls that I've chosen to call. Yeah. So just take warning, man. That's all I got to say. Like the Carolina Hurricanes, take warning. All right, Vikings Chargers. Uh, Phillip Rivers has not been having sex. So that's something to keep in mind. He had one of the most fantastic um, just hype rants against the Jaguars defender where he was just like, 90-yard touchdown. Did you see that? He was like, be humble, man. The Jags guy was like, be humble, stay humble. He was like, I ain't got to stay humble. He was like, that's a 90-yard touchdown. He was like, whoa.
0: Most Philip Rivers moment ever.
1: Yes, it was beautiful. I love it. Philip's back. Philip ain't playing around. He's, he's refraining from sex. He's not sexing it up. His wife's getting pissed. But he says, honey, I can't give you the dick tonight. I've got to score touchdowns. So So this is happening. You're going to see it again. It's going to be a QB off.
0: I think, gonna have, she, I think he's going to let her get it.
1: You think he's going to let her get it this week? In the morning. I don't, I don't see it happening. I think that Kirk Cousins and Phillip Rivers both have great games. This is my shootout of the week, Vikings Chargers, in the afternoon. Get ready. Shootout of the week game. Kirk Cousins and Phillip Rivers going to have great games, great fantasy production. Stefan Diggs killing the game. They're talking about Thielen coming back, but until that is uh, – he hasn't been given an injury designation. So, even if he is back in, I just – I don't know if I'm ready to make the call yet on that. Um, I'm, I may be able to make one final Thielen or Diggs call if he is healthy for the championship week. But for now, I'm staying away from it, but I think Diggs does have a good game. I'll light me some Kyle Rudolph. And I like Dalvin Cook, usual suspect guys. That's all it takes here. Um, Melvin Gordon is going to have an okay game, not a great game. I think that, if anything, Eckler's going to be the one. Uh, he's going to make a repeat of what he did last week, records, setting records last week, doing, doing big, bad shit. And um, I do like Mike Williams this week and Keenan Allen. I like everybody in this game. If you've got players in this game, play them. That's the way I'm looking at this. I think you
0: need to make the Thielen Diggs call because Thielen's gonna play.
1: Oh man. I've already done I've already done Williams Jones. I can't <laughs> do two. I can't do two. But you know he's playing, right? I, well, I mean it's looking that way. Okay. It's looking that way. We'll leave it at that for now.
0: I just didn't think you'd be able to resist the opportunity, but it sounds like you are. So that's fine. But I, I think this could be a shootout as well. For the most part, we agree. You're playing your obvious guys here. This is one of the. These are those teams that you don't have to really worry about, like picking and choosing, because the, the, the obvious suspects are there. I mean, you're playing Dalvin Cook. You're playing Diggs. You're, you're playing Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, possibly playing Mike Williams, and um, the two running backs are definitely playable too. It's, it's kind of crazy to say this, but at this point, I'm, I'm comfortable saying Austin Eckler is like a better player overall than than
1: Melvin Gordon. I'm feeling it, dude. I really am. Uh, So yeah, just start these guys up Uh, next game. Jags Raiders. So yeah, just uh, Gardner Minshew time and hope for the best, but you're not playing. I'm not comfortable playing any of these guys in the semifinals. Um, I just don't think that this is going to be that great of a game. And you just you can't have much confidence in in any of these players, you know. You got Josh Jacobs there, that's one thing. You've got uh, you got y- your boy or my boy or whoever boy, Leonard Fournette. Just he's a, he's a he's he's one of the boys. Let's hear it for the boys.
0: Um, I'm the opposite of you this game. I think there's going to be very little defense, so I, I actually like the the idea of playing some of these guys. Obviously, Darren Waller and Josh Jacobs are your, your Raiders guys, but. We have to talk about uh, one of your favorites, DJ Chark, being out. I should definitely talk about that. It,
1: I think that's a big reason why I'm just like avoiding this game because my heart hurts. Um, it's going to be tough. I mean, it's, I, I like. Okay. All right. I refrain from saying this, but I'll say this. I actually am starting one unusual player this week. Um, he will probably not be started at all in any championship leagues but when you play in a two tight end league you got to get crafty I'm firing up Nick O'Leary <laughs> tight end from the Jags I think that while most people might think that Chris Conley is going to be targeted heavily and he may you don't really know what's going to happen Gardner's just going to try to make plays Gardner likes the tight end these new quarterbacks coming in love the tight end and and I'm seeing that trend, and it's just – it's it's there, and you can't ignore it. Nick O'Leary could be somebody that uh, gets him a touchdown early on in the game. We've seen it happen with O'Shaughnessy. O'Shaughnessy, I miss you, O'Shaughnessy. I DMed him, by the way, again. Still haven't heard anything, so don't know how that's going to play out. But, yeah, I, I think that uh, Nick O'Leary might have a little bit of action, but I'm not confident in saying he's going to have some huge-ass game. But I like where you're going with Waller. You know, Waller's somebody you've had him all year. You got to fire him up. You got to have the respect and give him a little bit of that. Um, It's just it's tough for me to look at this game and and be confident at playing people when I'm trying when I got you know a potential championship on the line.
0: Yeah, it's just and if you need a flex play, there's been a lot of injuries that went down last last week so you're going to see some different lineups in the playoffs than normal so if you suffered from injuries but you're fortunate enough to be in the playoffs you could do worse than go than picking up a chris conley or gd westbrook and putting them in your flex
1: big facts um next game we got the uh browns cardinals uh don't mind collar this week Uh, i think that we see some some decent christian kirk action um david johnson is is obviously he had him a little resurgence last week I don't think that's going to happen again this week with this Browns defense. And, of course, with the Browns, I like Kareem Hunt more than I like Nick Chubb this week. So I'm definitely firing up Kareem. And then uh, Jarvis Landry should get his, his usual targets and usual points. So I'm sticking with that. It's pretty, pretty simply put. I'm not really going to flirt around anything else. And the Cardinals just cut Terrell Suggs this week too. So that's another thing to note maybe for when it comes to, like, the run game with the Browns, so keep that in mind.
0: Love your Christian Kirk, Christian Kirk take. I think he's in a good spot. Um, with the Browns, It's you're firing up both running backs, if you have them, and you're firing up the main two receivers. Very easy team from a season-long fantasy perspective. Cardinals defense is nothing too special. I mean, it's very bad defense. The main thing they're bad at is obviously against the pass, but like you just said, there's some shuffling around, and the Browns are definitely a team that wants to run the ball. So even though they're, even though you want to attack the Cardinals through the air, the the running backs are still solid plays, and they like they like passing it to Kareem Hunt too. So
1: Facts. there you go. Um, Rams Cowboys, I like this game. I wish that that we could have seen this uh, at maybe a Sunday night game, but you know, I'm just I'm glad the Bills are on Sunday night. So let's just go ahead and say it's an afternoon game. I think this is going to be another game that's going to be full of, uh, full of magic. I love Dak Prescott in this one. I think that him and Amari are going to hook up, and they're going to do great things. I don't give a shit if, uh, if, if old Jalen is covering Amari. I still like it. Loving, loving, loving Michael Gallup this week. Loving Definitely. With, a, with a capital L-O-V-E, loving. Loving. Um, Michael Gallup. you got to
0: stop uh, targeting Jalen Ramsey. It's not working.
1: Uh, well, I mean – You just hate him. I, I don't hate him. That's a strong word. I just – I think that he is – I can't say he's too cocky because I can be a cocky guy too sometimes.
0: I like the running backs in this game, but I like Gallup, I like your Gallup call. Yeah. I can see I, the Cowboys continue in there. Jason, Lightning. Like,
1: I think Gallup's gonna be the highest who, scorer in this game. Who who's gonna win who's gonna win this football game? Cowboys. Oof. I don't know. Cowboys will win this game. Uh, Guar- Guar- it's a guarantee. <laughs> I put the garage guys, uh garage guy chase stamp guarantee. Guaranteed. Just clapped it on there. Slapped it, clapped it.
0: I'll guarantee. go with the Rams just a bit for fun.
1: All right, the Rams, though, like you said, yeah, the run, the running backs, that's fine. Are you are you gonna go more uh, Todd Gurley? Are you gonna go more Browntown?
0: Uh, definitely Gurley. They're starting to use him more, like he, girly like boy. the old Gurley. But um, remember what I said. I think it was last podcast about they're using these weird sets now. Like it's the next wrinkle in Sean Aveso offense, and Cooper Cup's on the field, like 35 percent of snaps. So
1: Cooper Robert K. Woods is
0: Robert like Woods is Cooper. the guy right now.
1: Yeah, I do like Woods, but I think Cooper has a bounce-back week, so I'm going to stick with Cooper. I may be saying that because I have to play Cooper Cup in one league. So.
0: Oh, you're still playing him. I'm just saying that like, yeah. your your potential now with Cup is basically cut in half for how many – if you're on the field half the time, you have. I mean, it's just like it's, – it's basic logic, right? That means half the time he's not going to be able to get you fantasy points no matter how good or how, how open he's getting. So you're not benching Cooper Cup, but you just have to – his his chances of going off for that 35-point game are much lower than when we saw those 30-point games happen, which is really unfortunate that they're having to do that for Jared Goff. You know what I mean? Like, Cooper Yeah, is, it's just been a shit show. Suffering. Yeah,
1: it's, it's been a shit show kind of, but, yeah, I, I can't lie. Woods has had his resurgence. I get that. But I think that we're, we're not going to see the same narrative. I think it's going to be different. I think it's going to move around, and I think the Cup's going to be back on top for the Rams this week. And, uh, but I think Gallup scores the most points in the entire game. All right. That way. Falcons, 49ers, easy domination station. 49ers kill it. Fire up Mostert. Fire up George Kittle. Fire up Jimmy G. Fire up Debo Samuels. Get them in your lineups. Emmanuel Sanders. Fire him up too. If you have any players from the Falcons, cry. Except for, um... Yeah, nobody. I don't like anybody. Don't like nobody. Nobody.
0: Yeah, this might get ugly
1: quick. Falcons. Falcons. Ryan. Okay. I, I'm, I'm ready to say it. Falcons will not score one touchdown in this game. The most they may get is a field goal. R2. R3.
0: I'm calling one touchdown, but it's going to come late. Matt Ryan's definitely going to throw some interceptions here. This is, a, this is a game where we see Matt Ryan pull. Um, his best Eli Manning where he just sacks himself. Like he gets rushed up the middle and he just falls down, sacks himself.
1: Yay. I'm glad you agree.
0: I'm loving <laughs> it. Yeah. Fire up your 49ers. Hey, I, I heard you throw in there that you went straight to, to Mostert. So I'm proud of you. I like yes. to think that I, I got, I got the best of you on that one. I'm ready to Thank believe. You. Thank you. I'm ready you.
1: to believe. All right. So we'll see how it plays out. Final game of the Sunday slate, Sunday night, we will be – Gearing up for our Sunday slate recap while this game is in the ass end. Bills Steelers, just super excited to see the Bills on a primetime game against the Steelers. Duck Hodges is going to be quacking, quack, quack, quacking up. Um, I think ultimately the Bills are going to win this one by a field goal. Uh, Love Cole Beasley.
0: This is the classic field goal game. It is. I can already tell you what you're going to do, and I'm probably going to do it too, play both kickers. Facts. In the DL Dude, big, facts.
1: big facts yeah. bro big facts i'm gonna play both kickers and i'm probably gonna have josh allen as a captain on my showdown slates and i'll probably have one where i have like deontay johnson as a captain i love deontay johnson for the steelers he is my up-and-coming rookie that i'm in love with as a wide receiver i think that he really has what it takes to be the next big dog in pittsburgh so loving deontay johnson and for the Bills, Cole Beasley. And I'm loving some Josh Allen. I'm not really a big fan of the run game in this one. Um, I don't think we're going to have a lot of action out of Singletary. Um, not a whole lot of action out of uh, whatever that day. I can't even remember the damn backup. I know Benny Snell had like a huge stinker uh, one week. And then you got the, what, Jalen Samuels? Is that it?
0: Yeah. Yeah. I was telling you for yeah. the podcast. They were, these two teams remind me of each other. It's like no one wants to believe that they're really, really good and a contender, but their rosters are solid and it's just a bunch of people though that there's no flash. It's mm-hmm. not sexy, right? But
1: it's Bills not going to be a version. It's not going to be that flashy. I think a lot of the flash is going to come from like Josh Allen. I think Duck Hodges will pull off some pretty badass touchdowns to Deontay Johnson. So that's Bills need at. to win this. Yeah, the Bills have to win this game. Um,
0: so if they want the if they want that Patriot if they want that spot for the division, you know, for the Patriots. They need to win this week because they facts. play the Patriots. So,
1: I'm pulling for know, the Billies.
0: It's going to be a close game. Though. This has, like, a, a point spread of, like, one – I think it's a, a point and a half right now. So, it's a toss-up game. And I think you're spot on with somebody's going to win on, like, a
1: walk-off field goal. Beautiful. That was your Sunday slate rundown. Again, any questions you have before you set your lineups on Sunday, hit us up on Twitter. You know where to find me, at GarageGuyChase. You know where to find Drew at Drew Dean. Hit us up both at GGFS Podcast or um uh at Garage guys DFS. We can uh take care of you and all those different accounts. Make sure you're following all of those accounts as well. Um, and just let us know, let the questions rain in. Uh the DFS cheat sheet will be available on Garage Guys Patreon Sunday uh with revisions as well. So if you're not already a subscriber, Drew, tell them where to go to subscribe.
0: Come on over to the patreon.com slash garage guys. And we got winners.
1: We got winners. We got winners. We got all the winners.
0: I feel one more big hit for the season's over. So oh, it's good. go ahead and come on.
1: This is it. Week 15, the semifinals. This is, this is where it's at. Because next week, that's when everybody starts resting players and all that other shit. So this is it. This is the week. This is the big one. This is the big boy week. Get ready. I'm getting Here excited thinking about it. Ooh wee! I'm getting getting a got a half chub going on right now. <laughs> a little half chub. <laughs> a little half chub. I'm driving a race car. I got Ricky, Ricky Bobby half chub. It's happening. Oh man, so I great! I want to watch that movie right now. Oh dude, yeah, Dude, Talladega Nights is the best. Speaking of NASCAR, uh, we did our giveaway. Uh, gave away NASCAR Heat 4 on Xbox One, um, and uh, got Dylan. Dylan won it on Twitter. Uh, so we're sending that game out to him. We're gonna have to do a lot more contests coming up in the future. So definitely gonna be out there for the garage fam. Uh, thanks for all the new followers um, and just uh, just super excited. Week 15, we're here. It's time to shine. Be great. Hit us up with your questions. We love you, garage fam. Sports party. Repeat.